is our hope? Well, I want to tell you, it's very important that you have some hope. Because you see, you not only have world problems that I've mentioned, but you've got your own personal problem. You've got your own personal pressures. You've got your own personal hell that you're living in right now, and you're looking for a way out and a way of escape. How am I going to get out from under this load I'm carrying? Maybe you're failing in, at the university. Maybe it's a broken love affair. It may be something else. Pressure from your parents. Whatever it may be, maybe your parents are broken up and it's torn you up. And you feel the pressure and you want to run and hide and you want to escape. You've tried the drug route. You've tried the alcohol and it hasn't worked. Well, it's very important that you have hope. If you ever lose your hope, you're finished. Old or young. What oxygen is for the lungs, such as hope for the meaning of human life. And the fate of humanity is dependent, I believe, in its supply of hope. Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You. And I'll meet you at the finish line. I hope you guys are having an awesome day, because I know I am. Because a day is a day that the Lord hath made. And we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And I know about you, but God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. You know, what have you been thinking today? It is Tuesday, November 14th, and I can't believe how fast the whole month of November is going. And it's already going to be Thanksgiving next week. People are already traveling, and the CPI report came out today. But I'm guessing the CPI report I'm not going to touch base on because it's not the right show. But either way, I am thankful as we continue on our Thanksgiving uh train or i don't know if we want to call it the gravy train but we better not be calling it the, i better not be calling it the saucy train or that can be mixed connotation but there are three things i'm thankful for and this is a thing that i need to do a better job on number one i am thankful for family number two i'm thankful for um a proper education and last but not least i am also thankful for my friends that are come alongside with me and alongside my journey and also support me in my adventures. And that's with um, today. And so as we continue today in our new study, kind of a new segment of a way, just like the Echoes of Sauce name branding, we're going to be reaching about, um, we're still in First, Thess First Thessalonians. Sorry about that. And we're going to be in 524. And, you know, if you missed out on the Black Abbey yesterday's devotion, we're back in it today. And um, we read about 1 Thessalonians 4.13, not sorrowing as others. So not being sad because there is hope through everything. But in in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24, we read and we take a read and said, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Mm. Now let's get a deeper dive in. So God never calls us to do anything without faithfully keeping his word and enabling us to do it. We are not, um, we're not always faithful to do what God tells us, but he remains faithful and stands by his word 
to, to fulfill what he has promised. When the children of Israel reached the Red Sea, they might have concluded that God had abandoned his promise to them. The sea was burying their advance, and the murderers and the murderous Egyptians army was racing to overtake them. Yet God proved them, as he has never taken as he has ever since that he is absolutely faithful to every word he keeps his children. God may have spoken to you about something in particular, a ministry in your church. They are the way to raise your children or what you should do in your job. You have obeyed him, but now you face a Red Sea experience. It seems that what you, th what you thought God wanted to accomplish is not happening. Perhaps your ministry has not been well received or your children are rebelling. Or those at your workplace are criticizing your actions. Trust in the character of God. He, it is his nature to be faithful. The testimony of his people throughout the ages is expressed by the psalmist, who declared, I have been young and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous abandoned or his children begging for food psalms 37 25. regardless of how bleak your present circumstances are do not lose hope no one has ever experienced unfaithfulness on god's part allow time for god to reveal his faithfulness to you someday you will reflect on what god has done and praise him for his absolute faithfulness to you. Amen. And amen. Now, what does that mean when we have to be faithful unto others? You know, to me, I thought being faithful is, you know, I fail being faithful. I do. I hate to say it, but it is a struggle that we all face and encounter with each and every day. You know, it's like those, let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. Somehow I tend to fall and stumble on those situations. And I have had in my life where I said, you know, I, you know what? I will do something for you. And then that last second, I back out. Or that last second, somebody else is back out. And to me, it just shatters my heart because then it tells me maybe I'm not worth it. And this is something that we all struggle with on a daily basis. You, we might struggle it at some different point. But what I want to really discuss on is besides being faithful, that God is with us no matter what. God is with us. And when we are at the Red Sea moment, when we are at that moment where we have nothing to hold on to, everything is looking too bleak, nothing is, there's no hope. You know, you go, for instance, this was a point in my life when I was paralyzed, number one. And this, I'm going to name a couple of them. I was paralyzed from the from a head to the toe or from the neck down. I didn't know if I was going to make it out alive. Not only was I not near my house and not near family, I was near nobody. 
And so since I was not by anybody, I then had to be smart. I had to think of outside the box. And that required me to hold on to God. And so along the way, I met wonderful, terrific people. I've been in, I went on different churches, such as Sutherland Springs. I was in attendance. I would have never imagined going there, but eventually I did. I never imagined the opportunity I had to make an impact on families in Texas. It's that faithfulness. It's that Red Sea moment. How God, in the desirement, he will find a way. There is faithful. And yes, this also includes when I went to basic training. You know, how I was like, oh, you could be, I was prepared as much as I could. But was I truly ready? Realistically, I didn't want to go basic. I'm being, I'm being as blunt and honest with you as I can. I did not want to go to basic. Because I knew that basic was going to change people. And I thought I was going to lose my faith. I did. And so what I so when I went through and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't I can't get my bearings. Um, when I went through basic and when I left my house and when I left and I left the recruiter's office, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to prepare mentally. But it was my Red Sea moment. And it was that first night in basic training where I found a great group of guys to start a Bible study. And it's that great, it's that Red Sea moment where I didn't want to lose my faith. And I didn't lose my faith. And how awesome is that? Not only did basic training fly by a breeze, we were able to impact and encourage each other's lives. Now, of course, that was one of them. And another one was, you know, you can also apply it to your life as well when it comes to children. And I don't mean going after children, that's weird. But I'm meant talking protecting your children from the satanic cult that's going on. From the kid from people that want to go and sexualize your kids. You can do that. You can protect your kids no matter what. You can be at the Red Sea moment. You could be at the front of a school board. You could be in front of the assembly. You can be in front of anywhere. And it is at that moment where you have two choices. You can doubt God and you can like make yourself like you can be worried about, well, I don't want to lose. I don't want to have people like, I want to have people like me, number one. Number two, I want to make sure that I got to keep my good old friends. I don't want to lose my friends. Well, when your kids are under attack and when God instructs us to protect our kids from wicked people and to tell you frankly this is a perfect example a perfect opportunity to train your kids and saying you know what no i'm going to protect you because i love you and i care for you i care for you so much i'm willing to give up my job i'm willing to get fired and I'm willing because I know when I fight for you, I'm fighting for my next generation. And we are obeying God. So this brings me to another example. I was at the school board in Bemidji, Minnesota. Now, of course, Bemidji, Minnesota is as left-winging as you can get. There's nothing, there is nothing um, conservative about Bemidji, Minnesota. 
it is as progressive you think it was California. But when I went there, okay, and I was excited, number one. But it was interesting because I was thinking, okay, I don't need to worry about it. I got, you know, I can rely on my own thing. Well, until you actually face evil itself, because anyone that can support abortion, anyone that can, uh, the fact that they want to just sit there and kill babies, it doesn't matter 15 weeks, two weeks, or one week old, that's no exception. That is literally no exception for us. It's no exception for you as Christians. We shouldn't be tolerant of that. So when I stood up and, you know, stood up against it, I, I tend to be, I was ended up being in the spotlight. But it was interesting because this is where you see whether if people are truly faithful unto God and they, in this Christian college, we're told to be faithful, we're told to do all this, and we're told to take risks. But I didn't mean for them to take risks. It, they told you to take risks when they wanted you to, because that means they had to protect that. That means they had protection. But the moment you did it is the moment you're a bad person. Well, I went through and I went through my motion. I spoke out. I said, hey, we need to make change. We need to put the power back to the people because you guys, we elected you as individuals. And it was interesting because I had so much flack and I had so much feed, negative negativity from uh, one side. And of course, this long story short, I was dismissed from this college. And during that whole thing, during the whole dismissal process, during the humiliation process, I was at the Red Sea moment. And one thing that came into mind, I said, you know what, God, why is this happening to me? What is the purpose of this? I have people that I thought I could count on going after me. What is the matter with this? What did I do wrong? Am I not faithful unto you, God, more? I need to be reliant upon you. And so what happened is, is that that was my Red Sea moment. I surrounded myself with law, like surrounded myself with men and women that thought the same thing as I did. And they were conservative and they were Christians. And not only that, but they focused on God and they knew that God was faithful. And we made change. And that required me, and it showed the true colors of this Christian college. That they're not as faithful, they're not as Christ followers as you think they are. And that was my Red Sea moment. But I know through the circumstances I've been through, the trials and tribulations I've been through, God has been there for me. And I know I need to do a better job for being there for other people. You know, just when somebody calls you up, don't be afraid to pray with them. Don't be afraid to go and ask people whether they're Christians or not. Don't be afraid because you never know what kind of impact you're going to make. Because what's the worst thing that they're going? What's the worst thing that can happen? Getting a little flack, number one. Getting a little uncomfortable, perhaps. I don't know. But either way, I like this rendition. If you're not uncomfortable. You're too lax in your walk with God, and you're not relying on God more. If you're uncomfortable, if you're not comfortable, all right, okay, let me scratch. Okay, I've been working on that saying the whole entire day. If you are comfortable, 
That means you're laxed on your faithfulness towards God in life. So, for instance, if you think that life is all great and glamorous and think that, oh, I have no problem. My kids are going to school. I'm working nine to five. I'm making I'm making pretty good size amount of money. My wife, we're one big happy family. Well, therefore, you tend to not to be faithful unto God because then you can say, oh, I can handle this by myself. Kids come home from school, got disciplinary issue. I'll handle it by myself. My wife goes to the doctor and uh, she gets a cancer diagnosis. Oh, I can handle it by myself for a little bit until the diagnosis says, well, you have six months and then we fall apart. I like to be in the moment as a Christian of being uncomfortable in my life as having fire underneath my feet. Walking on fire. Because when my feet are on fire, that means I'm going to be more reliant on God than myself. And when we are more reliant on God, he can truly do anything. Anything is possible with him. And you'd be surprised by the impact you're going to make. And it's not going to be your impact. It's going to be God's impact. You look out through history and you wonder. You look at the founding fathers. You look at Billy Graham, for instance. And not only that, but you also look at other faithful men and women that have died uh, for the sake of Jesus. You look at the apostles of, of Jesus. Truly, what were the, imagine if they said, oh, well, I'm just going to live a comfortable life. I can definitely tell you our world would be in a different stage. Our world would be whole completely different if they said, Ah, I'm just comfortable. You know, we might have sin in the world, but I'm comfortable. I mean, I think God came in and he died, and but I'm comfortable. I don't want to, I'll just talk to the people to my inner circle about Jesus. I'm not going to go out into adventures, the earth, and do the, do the Great Commission. Therefore, we're not being faithful. They did that. They weren't being faithful to God. And number two, they were leading the people into the slaughterhouse. That's number two. But God has a bigger plan for each and every single one of us. It's a lot different than ours. And I'm blessed that the disciples lived a life of uncomfortability. Because that means they were faithful unto God. They saw God work in literally in, in their sight and their vision. They got to experience the love and faithfulness towards God. And how... He truly cares for you. He truly cares for me. He truly cares for each and every single one of you guys. And all we have to do is be faithful unto him. And that's pretty much it. And I know that's probably like a little bit shorter than usual, but I really want to focus on the faithfulness of God because it means a lot in our lives. It means a lot in my life. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that we can just come here together, Lord. I pray that no matter what happens, we can just be peaceful, Lord, through everything. I pray that you can just watch over our hearts. Because we need you more than ever. We need to have hope, Lord. And I just pray that we have a fire underneath our feet. I pray that we can feel uncomfortable in our lives. I pray that we can just feel uncomfortable because that means we're going to be more faithful unto you, Lord. Put us in situations 
that rely upon you more than ourselves. Put us in situations that are going to be more glorifying unto your glory than unto our own. Lord, I just pray that we can just come to repent our hearts and our minds. And I truly ask you that we, you may forgive us for what we have done, Lord. Because we are wicked people, Lord. And I pray that you can just guard our hearts and make sure that you protect us as we go out through the rest of the day. Protect us from anything that can harm us and our kids because you are an awesome God. May you give us the strength and the energy to continue the path that you have before us so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I just want to tell you, as before I end it, live a life of uncomfortability. Because when you live a life of uncomfortability, that means you're going to be able to be faithful to God. Remember, God loves you, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye. The sparrow's not worried about tomorrow Oh, the troubles to come The lily's not thinking about the seasons The drought or the flood The tree that's planted by the water Isn't faced by the fire So why should I be? Cause you take good care of me